Here's an excerpt from the diaries of ethnologist and explorer Wilhelmer Stephenson from around a century ago. Quote, Blessed is the country whose history is uninteresting applies to Arctic expeditions as well. Having an adventure is a sign that something unexpected, something unprovided against, has happened. It shows that someone is incompetent, that something has gone wrong. For that reason, we pride ourselves on the fewness of our adventures. For the same reason, we are bitter ashamed of the few we did have. An adventure is interesting enough in retrospect, especially to the person who didn't have it. At the time, it usually constitutes an exceedingly disagreeable experience. End quote. Stephenson is talking about getting stalked and nearly eaten by a polar bear, but I'm not so sure writing is very different. If we're doing it well, by which I mean with our whole heads and hearts, writing as if it matters, which it does, then at some stage we're going to run into trouble. Something unexpected, something unprovided against will happen. I mean, you'd hope so, right? Something will go wrong. And in that moment, what opens up is the possibility of change. It's funny, and possibly not funny, haha, how what we welcome and embrace in our stories, uncertainty, challenge, conflict, doubt, the bread and butter, the very chapati and ghee of worthwhile fiction, we fear and abhor in our careers as writers. It's like every writer completely fails to understand the lessons we've spent our entire lives teaching. Don't have an adventure, mate. The only route to a fulfilment is unbroken, easy success. Everyone knows that. Occasionally, when I'm writing a book, I'm struck that I'm essentially designing a very personalised torture chamber for someone I love. I'm taking a character who I care about and I'm coming up with a series of escalating ordeals engineered to test them, to make them suffer and to usually at some point push them all the way to failure and breakdown. And sometimes I felt really baffled and maybe even a little bit appalled by that. Why do I want to do that? Why do people want to pay me to do that? Is a story just a form of ritualised, albeit imaginary, cruelty? But I wonder if the reason that stories aren't just reassuring schadenfreude, haha, I'm glad I'm not him, is because there's an unspoken assumption, a faith, if you will, that these trials and travails, these tests, these challenges, and most of all these failures have meaning. That they're worthwhile and worthy of our attention, our empathy. That they're worth going through. That there's value in them and the possibility of coherence and re-engagement with our humanity and increased clarity and strangest and most precious of all, that feeling of being truly present, of being alive. I mean, you felt it, right? I, pre I presume, you know, you've, you've, you've wept. You've looked up from a book or movie with new eyes and colours look different. You want to call someone you love right away. When we write, when we tell stories, partly we're expressing a faith in the value and rightness of getting into trouble. We're affirming, in a sense, the value of the universe existing at all. For all this to exist, I'm gesturing now at everything, for objects and change and order and growth to be possible, there must perforce be loss and disappearance, the unexpected, the disagreeable. To try to expunge our creative lives of trouble, suffering, doubt, a sense of lack, envy, dissatisfaction is, I am afraid to tell you, futile. You will never do it. These experiences are intrinsically bound up with effort, hope, possibility and the dynamic, malleable states of creativity. 
It was, I believe, the Cathar Creed who argued that um, if there is an all-seeing, all-knowing God, he is powerless because he can only do what he has known for all time he will do. We mere mortals are unconstrained by knowledge of even the next five minutes. It's a roiling mass of potential. Not knowing what's coming is freedom. And freedom can be scary. Fear is, in fact, an inevitable concomitant part of freedom. All of these challenging so-called negative emotions are, in fact, part of the deal. If you let in the joy, the gratitude, the triumph, the wonder, the love, the compassion, then the sadness, anxiety, jealousy, rage, they all come through the gates too. I'm saying this because today you stand on the brow of a hill, the sun cresting the distant horizon, mists roiling through the valleys before you, your whole life, grand vistas of writing or not writing, stretching out in all directions. And if your journey is going to be worthwhile and valuable, memorable, a source of growth, if it's going to be, dare we use that word, an adventure, then it will bring its share, perhaps more than its share, of troubles, sorrows, doubts, confusions, weariness and dire peril. And I don't say that lightly, I'm deadly serious. And you know this, right? Like you've already experienced the pain, the blocks, the feelings of inadequacy or embarrassment, the disappointment, the yearning. Yet you're still here, you know. I guess what I'm saying is, the successful writing life is not one where you finally close the book on those feelings. You don't crack creativity by achieving some ultimate victory over your basic humanity. What happens is you learn to recognise the value in those challenging experiences. They are, after all, what constitutes most of the exciting, gripping, emotionally resonant parts of the fiction that you write, right? And then no longer fearing them, learning maybe to relish them, to look forward to them, to find the value in them, you're able to also open your heart fully to the good stuff. And that's the secret, really, if you can call it a secret. It's about not about eradicating your vulnerability. It's not about conquering the novel as a form so it's no longer a challenge or a risk for you. That would be boring. It's not about gaining absolute certainty about what your next three or ten or two hundred writing sessions are going to look like. If you can do that, you're probably not in any state of growth. And It's certainly not about attaining commercial or critical success, both of which are out of your control. And let's face it, at best, always in the past, events that, though nice, happened to you. Oh, that was very pleasant. I succeeded that time back then. But how is that going to help me with this next sentence? What works, and as always, I could very well be wrong, but If you're asking me, if I'm going to give my opinion one final time, then what works is opening yourself up to the fullness of process, to creative writing as it's happening, to fully accept and lean into the truth, which is I have very little idea how this is going to turn out. I have very little control. In fact, life is mostly about surfing a tidal swell of feral cats down a twisting river while people on the banks either snipe at you with crossbows or holler their distracting approval. And yes, I I probably wouldn't have designed it this way if I'd been consulted, but given that this is happening and it's glorious and terrible and we cannot, however much we long to, go back for a repeat or a do-over, maybe the final freedom is to realise that the outcome is bullshit, to lean into the knife edge of the moment, 
and with your whole heart defiantly sweep your arms towards your chest and say yes thank you more i choose this i choose this i'm about to give you your final 10 minutes to write so get ready ralph waldo emerson said the way to write is to throw your body at the mark when your arrows are spent don't hold back whatever not holding back means to you but remember this is you know a game too <laughs> i mean just think of that image that emerson uses you know imagine charging across the archery range and just body checking the target it's not the act of somebody worrying what their colleagues think of them on the team building away day you headbutt that paper bullseye sandra writing is for you it always was genius masterpieces these are both highly subjective and and mostly accidents but by turning up giving yourself completely to the process you make yourself a little more accident prone the way to write is to throw your body at the mark when your arrows are spent it's time Three, two, one, go.
And that's it. You're done. I've rung that bell for the final time. I have no idea what you did with that ten minutes. I didn't give you any instructions. But I hope it was worthwhile. Thank you sincerely for t taking this journey with me. You know, thank you for coming this far. Thank you for all your dedication and hard work. I am sincere in all those things. I know it sounds... Maybe it sounds a bit cheesy or schmaltzy, you know. Because I'm a wax poetical. Might think I'm being a bit silly. Perhaps I am, but I don't mind. I'm very, very grateful for your hard work and your dedication and the fact that you've, you know, given it a go. I hope in time you'll look back over what you produced, reflect on what you've learned, you know, maybe consider how you can continue to build your practice in increments, as we've been doing together. I'll record a postscript episode after this, you know, a little off-the-cuff debrief where I talk informally about my thoughts about the course in general and a few recommendations for books on creative writing you might like to read, but mostly it will probably be just me letting off steam, you know, just chatting unscripted and probably extreme length about how I feel now. It's all done because it's the biggest audio project I've ever done. It may also be one of the biggest textual projects I've done, you know, like I think probably in terms of word count probably tickling 150,000 to 200,000 words you know that's that's two that's at least two medium sized novels worth of text wow it's <laughs> a lot isn't it you know um there won't be a uh, an exercise involved in, in that last one so it's you know in, our, in the little postscript epilogue episode so listening is very much optional it's uh it'll just be there if you want to listen in unscripted little writing ramble for you um if you want to join me for that but don't feel in any way obligated as for you you know your writing future starts here every ending contains a beginning i have no more tasks for you but that doesn't mean that your tasks are over you just get loads more freedom now it's up to you to explore to create paths for yourselves the opportunities are wondrous yet no bigger than the very next sentence you choose to write it's going to be cool and interesting and educational and some days crappy and humbling frustrating you may go through a couple of periods where you don't write very much and then go oh, gosh is this the new normal just remember that you always have the potential to turn it around by doing 10 minutes five minutes three minutes you can always test the proposition oh gosh i can't do this anymore oh no i'm not a writer anymore by setting your timer and seeing how you feel after five minutes ten minutes just just a thought um i know it's helped me for now i hope you're able to do something for yourself you know to celebrate finishing a hundred episodes bake yourself a cake you know run yourself a fancy bath buy yourself that fluorescent snood you've been coveting i'm gonna go look after myself now and, and frankly, get on with all the writing I've been having to put aside to create this course. I can't wait. Uh, and just like you, 
I feel a bit intimidated too. You know, recording and writing this course has given me a structure for a hundred days, and now I've got to go and determine my own path. I've got to do writing that some days I'm going to write stuff and go, gosh, I didn't know that was all in me by the end of the session. I'll look at it and go, I didn't know I thought that. I didn't know I had these ideas. That's come together well. Oof, look at that. Wicked. And other times, I'm going to be looking at my work, either stuff that I've written before that I'm now editing or new stuff. I'm thinking, i got no idea how to do this. People are going to hate this. This is rubbish. I have all those thoughts, or at least those thoughts will all happen to me my little writing demon will make suggestions and uh, voice his opinions and occasionally some wiser voices may uh, come in to uh, offer compassionate advice if I'm prepared to listen to them but some of it's going to be cool you know and is there much I'd rather be doing nah not really gosh it's lovely to write there are lots of really enjoyable things to do in life and um, some of them are very simple and it's worth remembering those as well and doing those as well Uh, but writing can certainly be part of that wonderful rich life and uh, I do like it it's not 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 always easy but I do like it Hopefully catch you at my uh, podcast for writers, Death of a Thousand Cuts. You are incredible. Now, go make stories. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.